Hallelujah. And all I can think about is that it's time to become childlike again. It's time to stop being adult. <laughs> and become childlike. It's time to live in awe and wonder. You know, like, oh. And, and it's time to have a childlike faith. And that's, you know, Jeremy said it, man. We're, we're growing up to become like children. Unless we become like little children, we cannot see and experience the kingdom of God. And I don't know about you, but I want to see and experience the kingdom of God, man. There is something stirring in me, man. And, and it's, it's crazy because this is actually what I'm going to talk about this morning. I want to talk about faith, a childlike faith this morning. And I, I, even, I forgot the kids were even coming in this morning. But, like, I want... There's something stirring in me, and I'm just going to share my heart with you this morning and, and the truth of God's Word. Is that good? How many know that we need the Word of God? We need the truth of God's Word in our life. There's so much out there, so much deception out there right now. We're like, we don't even, it's like people say this, and I've heard this, what's true? No, you know what's true because it's in the Word of God. That's the truth that we live by. And that's what sets us free. There's a lot of counterfeit freedom out there too. There's actually a, a gospel that's being preached out there that's really watered down. And there's only one true gospel. And it's found in the Word of God. And His name is Jesus. And He says in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You get nowhere and especially to my Father except through me. It's Jesus, man. He's the answer. He's the solution. He's the healer. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the name that's above all names. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. It's the name of the one who won the victory over everything for us. And His victory is our victory. Because everything he did was unto us. For unto us a child was given. Isn't that awesome, man? This is our Jesus, the king of the world that has possessed us and lives in us. Oh, we need the truth of God's word, man. Oh, I, there's, I feel like there's... There's something that's just been stirring in me over the past month and a half or so, maybe two months. And it's like this. It's, all, it's not like this invitation. It's like this pull from the Spirit. You ever been pulled by the Spirit? And it's just like, oh, here we go. <laughs> that's what it feels like. And, and I feel like it's not just happening in me. I feel like it's something that the Spirit's doing in the body of Christ. And I want, to, I want to tell you what I feel like this is. There's this stirring. There's this pulling. There's this invitation. And I feel like the Holy Spirit says, Wes, now's the time. And, and, 
And I'm all like, time for what? And I feel like Wes, he's saying, Wes, now's the time to increase your faith. I feel like he's saying, if there was ever a time, now's the time to increase your faith. Do you believe that God is who he says he is? And if you do, it's time to increase our faith. And here's why. I feel like I'm just, it's just stirring. I feel like the Holy Spirit's saying there's just so much more. Like, do you, church, look at me. Do, do you realize, man, right now, God is moving in such a powerful way. And I, I just feel like the Spirit's saying in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I'm going to refer to this a lot this morning, but it says, man, we don't walk by our sight, we walk by faith. If we're just seeing in the physical, man, we're seeing from the wrong position, the wrong perspective, the wrong way. The Bible encourages us, challenges us, invites us, pulls us to walk by faith and not by sight. Because I feel like the Holy Spirit just saying, West, there's so much more. God is moving in such a powerful way. Every person that we're around every day, they're one encounter away from their life never being the same. Do you understand? Do we, do we get that? I don't even know if I get that yet. But, but like God is moving. This whole life that we're living is a setup. And people in this world, everybody on this planet, man, they're headed towards the cross. Whether they realize it or not, they're headed towards the cross of Jesus Christ. And I just feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, Wes, there's so much more that God wants you to see, so much more he wants you to experience, and so much more that others around you are longing to experience by the way that you live your life. I just feel like, man, in, you know in Mark 1.15, Jesus says, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. I just feel like that's not supposed to be something that we know. It's supposed to be something that we experience. And I just feel like it's time, y'all. It's time, y'all. The power of God is so ready to be manifested, man. It's so available and it's so for us. But it requires for you and I to walk by faith and not by sight. It requires for you and I to actually stop adulting and become childlike. It doesn't mean, it's not like I didn't have faith before. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not about how big your faith is or how much you got. It's about how big you believe God is. See, the Bible says you can have faith as small as a mustard seed and see mountains move. But how many of you know the goal is not mustard seed size faith? That's just a great place to start. The goal is for us to walk with so much faith that we believe that God is who he says he is in such a way that nobody would be able to talk us out of it. That we would never, ever be able to change the subject. I am ruined in the best way because nobody can talk me out of believing that God is who he says he is. It's like this kind of faith that believes that God not only can, he will. He not only could, he would. I not only believe that nothing is impossible with God, when I pray, it's impossible for nothing to happen because this is who my father is. And so I will continue to go after who he is. Does this make sense to you? I feel like this is like this invitation, man. It's the kind of faith where it's like when I'm believing God for something and I don't see breakthrough or I don't see the healing, I don't walk away defeated and putting my faith aside. 
if I don't see the healing or the breakthrough, I actually walk away hungry and crying out for more because I know what God's made available through the cross of Jesus Christ. So I'll never stop stepping out and going for this thing because this is who God is. Does that make, are you with me this morning? That's the faith that I feel like the Spirit's inviting us to just, hey, you believe that God is, is he says it, increase it, man. The mustard seed is just where it starts. That ain't where it ends. That's just the beginning. It's that kind of faith. Where you don't care what you look like. I'll be a child. And it's because the kingdom of God's at hand. Like the question is, do you want to see it? Do you want to experience it? There's so much more. It's like we, it's so easy to just settle for a little bit of God. And he's, he's invited, hey man, there's so much more. God's moving. I believe we're living in such an exciting time right now on the planet. I, you know, some people will go, well, come out. Like, do you understand what's happening in the world? Do you see? Yeah, I see it. I just get the privilege of seeing it from a different vantage point. We either live in the kingdom of this world or we live in the kingdom of God. Bottom line, period. That's it. And uh, the angel of the Lord came to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and said, you're going to give birth to a son. You're going to call him Jesus. And the government is going to be upon his shoulders. And his kingdom will know no end. We either live in the kingdom of the world or we live in the kingdom of God. And the Bible says we as believers live in the kingdom of God. Ephesians 2, 6 says we're seated with Jesus in the heavenly places. Luke 17, 21 says, look neither here nor there for the kingdom of God lives within you. Mark 1, 15 says, repent. Guess what? The kingdom of God is at hand. It's available. Paul says in Colossians, we're no longer citizens of this planet. We're citizens of heaven. We live one of two places, the world or the kingdom. And if we live in the kingdom, it says that his kingdom knows no end. If it knows no end, it's constantly being advanced. If it's constantly being advanced, it cannot and will not be stopped. We live in a kingdom that cannot be stopped. We know how this story ends before it even began. So we get to partner with God to usher in his kingdom in the culture that we live in every day. It's at hand. We're not supposed to know it. We're supposed to experience it. I don't know about you, but I want it. It requires faith. It requires for you and I to become children again. I didn't t- did, I tell you, did I tell you what I was going to preach on? You, you know, I, I'm so messed up. I'm so ruined in the best way because when I, when I see or read or, or hear about bad news, it's not that I'm not heartbroken. But when I read or hear about bad news, all I can think about is the good news of Jesus. No, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. As a matter of fact, you'd be hard-pressed for me to tell you actually a lot of what's happening in the world. I'm aware that it's, it's, there's some darkness. I'm aware, but I'm more aware of what's happening in me. I'm more aware of God's voice in me, what he's saying, what he's doing, what he wants to do through me. Are you with me, man? I hear bad news. All I can think of is the good news of Jesus. And the good news is that Christ was crucified for all the bad news. And so I get to partner with him to release the good news until there's no more bad news. 
That's why it's such an exciting time to be alive. Oh, my goodness. People go, it's so dark out there. Thank goodness we're the light of the world. When I step into a room or a place, the devil trembles. Because where there's light, there can be no darkness. This is who we are. This is what we carry. Church, it's time to rise up as the church and be sons and daughters that partner with God to release the good news and infiltrate the kingdom of God and the culture that we live in. That's living. It's time to increase our oh, I, You know, you start, you start walking by sight. You know, you start seeing in the physical, you'll run, hide, and be afraid and wonder what's happening next. You start living by faith. May. Jesus is my king, and he dwells in me. Christ in me is Christ through me, and I'm the light of the world. The Bible says that we're ambassadors of God. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you where all this started. It was about a month and a half ago or so, and I'll just find myself walking around my house or in my basement or up here at the church, wherever, wherever I was at, after a, a Sunday morning service. I'd just be on my face crying out for more of God just like, God, I got to see. And I don't know what this is, but this happens to me about the same time of year every year where I just get this stirring and this, almost like this, I, I don't even know what to do with it other than ask for more. And, and I, I'm just, and I'm not talking about asking just more for me. I'm talking about it for the sake of the world around me. I, I do want more for me, but ultimately the more of God that we long for has everything to do with the more of ourselves that we surrender. God's already given all of himself to us. Do you understand that? In Colossians, it says that the fullness of God was placed in Jesus, and Jesus dwells in us. So when we receive Jesus, we got all of God, every bit of him. He does not save any part of himself for a rainy day. We got him. And so the more I yield and the more I surrender to him, oh, man the more I become awakened to who I really am and what he's called me to. Are you with me? With this zero desire to ever do anything apart from him, why would I ever, ever do anything apart from him? Why? But I've just specifically said, God, I want to see you more. God, I want to see more people touched every day of my life. God, I, I want to see more souls saved. I want to see more bodies healed. I want to see more hearts set free. This is what I'm longing for. I want to see, not for my sake, for people's sake. Not for my glory. Everything we do is for the glory of God. That's it. I don't need to be seen. I want people to see Christ in me. I don't need a pulpit. I don't need a platform. I am one. Everywhere I go is Christ in me, the hope of glory. I promise this is my life. Everywhere we go, man. The way we live, the way we move, the way we breathe, the way we walk and talk and treat others, the things that come out of our mouth. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so I'm just crying, God, I just want, want, want to see more because I know that this is who you are. God, I understand. I, you're the God of miracles. You're a God of power. Like I see, and the power of God is not for him, it's for us. God, I know it's your will for everyone to be saved and understand the truth. God, I want to see more people touch, and I want to see, like I know. God, Psalm 77, 14. 
I'm the God who performs miracles. I love to display my power among the people. He's a God of action. He's in the life-changing business. He sent Jesus for a reason. It counted. It's not a great story. Something happened that day. He sent the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the power of God in action on this earth. God, I know this is who you are. So I just began to dream with God over the past little bit. I was just like, man, God, what if, what if everywhere I went, man, people were touched? This is not selfish. This is Christ. Everywhere he went, people were touched, and he lives in me. I want to see people touch. I want to see. And, and it's, it's because literally I want people to have what I have. And I want them to have what I have because I love them. And I love them because he first loved me. Do you get this? He loves me and I love him. And next thing you know, I've fallen in love with what he's in love with. And he's in love with people. And next thing I know, everywhere I go, I walk in Publix or everywhere. And I just see people the way that he sees them. And I just want them to have what I have. And I want them to step into the fullness of what Jesus paid for them to have. I desire that so bad because I love them. And I know what's made available for them. And when you begin to see people experience God through your life, that's living. There's no greater reward because it's your purpose for being alive. You and Jesus are the only things that are going to be left standing at the end of your day. You either build your kingdom or you build the kingdom of God. I don't know about you, but I want to build the one that's never going to stop, that never ends. It's so fulfilling and satisfying. It's so exciting, man. So I'm just like, what if, what if when I prayed for people, healing wasn't occasional, it was every time. What if my miracles became as normal as breathing? This is it's just what I've been thinking about. Jesus did it. Jesus came to this earth not to show us what he could do, but to show us what we could do. Jesus came to this earth not to prove that he could perform miracles, but to prove that we could because we have the same Father and the same Spirit. And now it's no longer we that lives, but it's Jesus that lives in us. Do you believe that? You've been possessed by him. Do you believe in Ephesians 3.17 that Jesus dwells in your heart? And the Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did then, he wants to do again, but we get to be the vessel and the mouthpiece that he does it through. This is living, and I want it, man. I'm tired of adulting. I want to be childlike. It doesn't mean I'm going to toss my responsibilities to the side. I just, I just want to grow up to be like a child of God. And so I'm crying out, and the Holy Spirit speaks to me one day. Wesley I know his voice he called me by my full name 
There are three people in this world that call me by my full name. It's my mom, my wife, and evidently the Holy Ghost. He said, yes, Wesley. I know, I know what you want to see, and I see your heart. And he goes, that's awesome. But then he begins to remind me, he goes, Wes, I just want you to know, Wesley, I want you to know that God wants that even more than you do. And really sweetly, really tenderly, but powerfully, he begins to remind me that the problem's not with God. But he also didn't say that I was the problem. You know how he responded? Because he's so good. He said, the problem's not with God. Here's my answer. Just come with me. Increase your faith. Isn't it so awesome? Didn't he say, Wes, you're the problem? He said, Wes, just come with me. He's so good. I was back there. I could take you to the place that I was standing. Hey, Wes, God's not the problem. Just come with me. Do you believe that God is who he says he is? Then increase your faith because there's so much more that he wants you to see and experience. The kingdom of God is at hand. And if you want it, you got it. It requires a life of faith. When we walk by sight. See, so many times I feel like the problem is, is we just become complacent as a church. We just become okay with being okay. And God's inviting us into more. One of my biggest prayers right now in my personal walk with Jesus is, Jesus, please help me to not make this Christian life a routine or a formula. And please don't let it be familiar. Please don't let my Christian life be familiar. I don't want it to be a routine. I don't want to just go to church on Sunday, read my Bible, and and worship and pray because it's the Christian thing to do to make myself feel better. Or because I'm a pastor of a church. I'm a son of the living God. And everything gets to flow from intimacy with Him. Jesus, help me to not live on yesterday's presence. I get to wake up every day of my life excited about something new that God wants to do in me and through me because I'm not in a religion I'm in a relationship that's my biggest prayer right now I don't want this thing to be routine I don't want it to be a formula I want this to be a relationship every day God you want to do something new in me and you want to do something new through me Every day of my life, the most important thing in my life is a hunger for more of Him. And I want everything that I do to just be this overflow of my intimacy with the Father as a son that's completely and utterly in love. And that's it. And that's when I start being childlike. That's when I start like, it doesn't matter what people think. Who cares? I'm His. And I care more about you than the way that I look. It's so easy to just live a comfortable, casual, reasonable Christian life. But the reality is is that you were born for the extraordinary. You were born for the powerful. You were born for the kingdom that's at hand. You were born for the miraculous to become as normal as breathing. This is us. And I want it. One of the biggest things that's killing our faith in the church is self-preservation. Listen, I'm not preaching at you this morning. I'm just talking with you. 
These are things that the Holy Spirit is saying, Wes, he's pulling me. Wes, come on. It's one thing to cry out for more, but it's another thing to increase your faith and step out more because it's available. The problem's not with God. I'm not saying you're the problem either. Just come with me. Self-preservation. What are we preserving, y'all? Our adulthood become like a child. So many times, self-preservation is this. Man, we're so worried about what might not happen. I'm so focused on what might not happen, rather focused on the one who can make something happen. If I'm so worried about what might not happen, I never step out. And if I never step out, I'll never see anything happen. The ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to step out. Man, Melanie preached a message about a month and a half ago, and I found myself on the face just, oh my gosh. Because one of the things that she said, she said many things. One of the things that she said was, listen, you want to see God do something? You need something like you need breakthrough. You want to see God move, whatever. She goes, you got to invest in it. It's the principle of sowing and reaping in the kingdom of God. You want to see God do something? Sow a seed. It's one thing to pray and cry out for more. It's another thing to actually sow a seed in it. When you sow a seed, there's fruit. The Holy Spirit spoke to me during her message. Says, Wes, when you sow a seed, you're actually putting the word of God into action, and the word does not return void. When you sow a seed and you put the word of God into action, it won't return void. You won't mess it up. You can't miss it. You won't lose. You win. The crop will be produced. Self-preservation. Another big part of self-preservation is, is we're so, are we so worried about our reputation? Oh, our dignity. What, what are people going to think about me? Oh, my gosh. So we're not willing to rock the boat. We're not willing to shake things up. We're not willing to step out because what if we look different? I got news. You're supposed to be different. You're supposed to look different. You're supposed to act different, talk different, walk different. 2 Corinthians 5.13, it says, If you're crazy out of your mind, it's for the sake of God. If you're in your own right mind, it's for your benefit. I don't know about you. I don't want to live for my benefit. I want to live for the kingdom of God. You're supposed to be different. How dare somebody look at me and go, man, that's weird. But see, what happens when we look different is people don't actually see us. They see Christ in us. They see the kingdom of God in and through our life. Are you with me this morning? Jesus did not pay a price for us to go with the flow and blend in. He paid a price for us to be sons and daughters that look different that are the light of the world, that are ambassadors, that's willing to take a risk at looking foolish if it means someone encountering God and their life never being the same. Are you with me this morning? We walk by faith and not by sight. Just really quickly. see that clock. Six minutes. Oh my goodness. If you hadn't have told me, I could have just said I can't really see the clock. Just kidding. Let, let, let me just really quickly watch. Let me tell you what faith is, okay? Faith, it says in God's word, Hebrews 11, 1. It says faith 
is the assurance of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So we wake up every day with hope. I anticipate awesome things, mighty things, powerful things in the Father, right? I anticipate. And what hope does is it, it invites God in. You walk in irresistible invitation for God to come and have his way. But then faith actually sees it happening. So, so hope, anticipate, and faith sees it not from a physical standpoint. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. I see it happening in the spiritual. Like even though it hasn't happened yet in the physical, I see it happening in the spiritual. Even though it hasn't manifested yet, I'm going to live as though it already has. Does that make sense to you? I was in Publix the other day, and I had Blaze with me, and we were getting a few groceries, and I see this about 18-year-old kid walking, and he's got a knee brace on, and I just walked by him and said, hey, man, what happened to your knee? And he goes, man, it's just, it, I heard it, you know, it's twisted, it, it's in pain. I said, can I pray for you, man? Jesus loves your knee. And he looked at me, and he goes, he goes, you would, you would pray for me? I said, I sure would, man. I said, I love you. And more than that, Jesus loves you. And he looked at me, I promise, and I thought he was going to start crying. He goes, no one has ever stopped to pray for me. No one, I don't even know if anybody's ever noticed my knee brace. Did I mention, man, that it's a, it's a setup, that this world is headed towards a cross, that they're looking for Christ? Now, not every interaction is that way. Some people are unsure. Some people say no. It doesn't matter. When you step out in faith, the Spirit takes care of the rest. And so I just prayed with him. So my, my, my point is, is this is what you do. When I saw him, I, he obviously wasn't healed in the physical, but I saw him being healed in the spiritual. That's his faith. I saw him walking normal. Are you with me? Even though it hadn't manifested yet, I'm going to live as though it already has. So I step out and say, Jesus, I just come in agreement with your blood. What you've already done in the spiritual, let it manifest right here in the physical. Because Isaiah 53, 5, it says, by his stripes we are healed. So ultimately, healing is already his, and we're just partnering with God through prayer to see it manifest. Are you with me? Which brings us to this next part of faith. Just like love looks like something, faith looks like something. We're in a partnership with the Father. Faith looks like us, our willingness to step out. And what happens when we step out is we partner with the power that's available. See, hope invites God in, but faith partners with the one that's already in. I take hold of the power that's available through the Spirit, and it's impossible for nothing to happen. Do you see that? It's like, oh, man, they're not healing the physical, but they are in the spiritual. So I step out. I come into agreement with the blood of Jesus. It's enough. It's won the victory. By his stripes, you are healed. What am I doing? I'm taking a hold of the power that's available, that's surging. Remember the Holy Spirit said, hey, Wes, you want to see more? Increase your faith. It's available. The problem's with God. Hey, come with me. Come over here. The ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to step out. And so I just take hold of it, and it's impossible for nothing to happen. 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, because we believe, we speak. It's just as important as to where we place our faith. Okay? Our faith cannot be in what we're believing God for or the miracle we want to say. Our faith must be in Him. When our faith is in Him, we'll never stop. 
We'll never feel defeated. We'll never cast it to the side because we know that nothing has changed about who the Father is. When our faith is in God, it doesn't matter what your previous experience was. When our faith is in Him and and you prayed for someone or loved on someone and they didn't get saved or, or they, they, you feel like they didn't get encouraged or they didn't get healed, you don't walk away like, man, I, I guess it just wasn't God's will or maybe I did something wrong. You walk away going, man, even though nothing changed right there, nothing changes about who God is. He remains the same. And it's his heart to demonstrate just how faithful he is as we live a life of faith. Are you with me this morning? When our faith is in God, we're no longer focused on why something didn't happen. We focus on the one who can make something happen. Are you with me? When our faith is in God, it's no longer about what, you know, focused on what didn't happen. We focus on what should have happened because this is who the Father is and what he's made available through his son, Jesus Christ. So I will continue to go after this thing and nobody can talk me out of it. I don't always understand why, but I know who. Are you with me? No one can talk me out. No one can change my mind. This is who God is. So I continue to go after this thing. This is faith. So I would like to add, the ones who are seeing miracles are the ones who are willing to continue to step out and persevere despite what they have or haven't seen, but because they know who the Father is. Are you with me this morning? Oh, man. Y'all remember the story of uh, when, uh, uh, I don't know, is uh, Kelly and Heston, I don't think they're here this morning, but you remember when Kelly and Seth came up and gave the testimony of Seth getting healed? Do you remember the part where it's like, <clears throat> We prayed for Seth that morning and believed God for his healing. But the next day, Kelly was started praying and just kept hearing donut. You know what I'm saying? How many you know that it took faith for actually for her to actually let Seth have a donut? Because previously, it would have sent him to the hospital. See, we're in this partnership with the Father. I'm hungry. I want more. Hey, come with me, Wes. There's so much more available, so much more he wants you to see. But it actually looks like something. It actually looks like you invest in the seed. It's one thing to cry out for more. It's, one, it's another thing to step out more. We don't just believe in God. We believe with God. Are you with me this morning? Are you happy? Are you ready to have a childlike faith? Like, I'm serious. This coming Saturday is street ministry. You should all come. That... You, you know how much more territory we could cover if everybody showed up to street ministry? I know everybody can't be there, and I know things come up, and I know. But some of you want to be there, but you're so worried about what you might not see or what might not happen. And it's time to get childlike, man. Some of you want to be there. And, and maybe for some of you, it's an everyday life kind of thing. It's like, man, I want to be used by God every day, but we live self-preserved lives and we're so worried about our reputations. We won't shake things up and step out. And it's like at some point we become childlike and are like, man, I'll be this vessel, man, that God uses. Because I know that there's so much more. It's so easy to settle for the safe, comfortable, casual Christian life. We've been created for the extraordinary. There's so many Christians that hate their life and, and hate their job. Because Christianity is just routine, a formula to them. It's familiar as opposed to waking up every day and going, God wants to do something new in me and through me. 
this is where it gets exciting, inviting, adventurous, and powerful. Let's all stand up. I'm, I want to pray. I want to go ahead and invite the prayer team to come on, come, come on and get in, get in your spot, man. Thank you, prayer team. And I, I'm going to be here to pray too. I do want to pray like this prayer of just like commission and increased faith, but I just felt like the Lord said that He wants to move in your life this morning. He wants to meet you where you are this morning, and, and the kingdom of God is at hand in your life. He wants to demonstrate His power this morning because He loves you. So I just had a couple of words of knowledge. The first one was I just kept getting the, uh, this, uh, there's an L5. I think it's like here. I don't know, some of you that know about that. I just saw an L5 disc in the spine that's just, it's just, it's either messed up or somebody's in a lot of pain from it. So if that's you, come come up here this morning and let's let Jesus touch it. I saw, I saw he- chronic headaches. Um, for some reason, the word chronic, and I don't know if you get migraines from time to time or whatever it is, but headaches that come and go. And that specifically right now, there's somebody here that uh, that has a headache but right now you don't feel the headache anymore. Would anybody just like in faith raise their hand if that's you? Because I see it. That's you? Okay, awesome. And you? Awesome. I saw it so clearly. Somebody had a headache. But your headache's gone? It's gone? Is yours gone? You have the issue with the L5. Okay, cool. I want you to come up here in just a second. I'm going to pray for you. And then I saw um, two. Uh, oh, what was the other one? Holy Ghost. Oh, oh! It was the left, uh, your left ear. It's either stopped up, or um, you have trouble. Uh, you don't have all of your hearing in your left ear. Is that anybody in this room? That's you. Okay, I'm gonna pray for you too. Anybody else with the left ear? Okay, awesome. And then I just saw this scripture uh, this morning as I was praying. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28 through 30. It says, "Come to me, all who are weary and heavy burden, and I'll give you rest." And then in verse 30, it says, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. And for some reason, I just saw a bunch of people handing this burden over to Jesus. Like, you know, like I don't know what the burden might be, but I just saw him literally, I heard Jesus say, I'm going to take the load off this morning. And ultimately, he's already taken the load off because he carried that burden and won the victory over it on the cross. He carried it so you wouldn't have to. I just saw a bunch of people just handing this burden. I don't know if it's a financial burden of like worried about this or that. I don't know if it's a relational burden, but I saw you just handing it to Jesus. And, and the result is you just, man... I'm burden free. I'm just freedom, man. Just experience so much freedom as a child, like childlike freedom, you know? It's just handing the burden over to him and him taking it, saying, man, now the load's off. Go and be free, okay? I don't know who that is, man, but I just, I bless you to hand it over to Jesus Christ. Even right now, everybody just put your hands out in front of you. I'm going to start praying. Yeah, we just start with that, man. Jesus, I just thank you that every person in this room is a son or a daughter of the King. Every person in this room is yours, God. And you loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to be crucified for us. And he shed his innocent, precious, powerful blood. Oh, man, so that we would not be weighed down and burdened. 
so that our yoke would be easy. So, Jesus, we just place everything into your hands right now. We just unload it onto you so that we can be free. We thank you, Jesus, that you're taking care of it. We thank you that you go before us and behind us and you surround us. We thank you, Jesus, that you're moving in every person's life right now that's just handing you over things, that relational, that financial, that whatever it is, we just hand it to you, Jesus. We thank you for healing this morning, Jesus. We thank you, God. We believe in you. We believe in you this morning, God. That you are who you say you are, that you are the healer. Holy Spirit, have your way. Come and touch bodies this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way in hearts this morning. Come and touch hearts this morning. God, and I just pray a prayer over every person in this room that as we leave today, you would show us and continue to show us, Holy Ghost, what it looks like and means to walk in a childlike faith. Whoa. To get rid of the self-preservation and just run with you, Jesus. We thank you, God, that there's so much more that you want us to see and experience. And we just say yes to it this morning. We just say yes. All over the room, if you want it, just start saying yes. Yes. Yes, Lord. We're excited to be a part of more. We're excited to see more because we know that this is who you are. Come on, just give him a yes. 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 Increase faith in the room, God. Increase faith in the room. I, I, just, I just remember that scripture in Acts chapter 4, man. The disciples said, God, I want to see more signs and wonders and miracles. And the Holy Spirit came and gave them boldness and courage and faith because this is who the Father is. I bless you in Jesus' name. Boldness, courage, and faith in Jesus' name. All right. Pops, you can go ahead and play the song. And we're just going to open it up this morning, man. If you need prayer. Thank you so much, Kyler. I, I don't even know what, the, I, that was just, oh. Did y'all feel that, man? Like the whole time, from now on when I preach. I'm just kidding. I mean, you come forward. If you need anything this morning, if you need salvation, healing your body, you, you need help with something, you have a question, man, this prayer team, man, we're going to meet you where you are and just, and just pray with you and love on you. God bless you guys.